Let's turn to your Bibles to Genesis 12, please. Just can't get away from this. This isn't my message today. We're going to start a new series, but <clears throat> I want you to understand something. Genesis chapter 12. Have you heard this scripture this year? You haven't? Thank you, Abe. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will what? I will what? Bless you and make your name great and you shall be a what? A blessing. I spent all year on a subject on how God wants to bless you and, and what you can do to be a blessing. I firmly believe God did that for a reason. Are you listening to me? We've talked about blessing, being blessed all year, speaking a blessing and not a curse. And I believe God set this church up to be a blessing in 2016. And one of the ways we're going to do it is with, with this night to shine. And uh, I can't think of a better way to be a blessing to our community and, and to people in general and special needs people. I'll tell you what, they deserve it. And I'm going to ask you this. I want 100% participation from this church. What's that mean? I mean, every one of you, if you call this your church, is going to be involved in this program. Oh, pastor, how can you say that? Well, I can because I'm the pastor and I know what God's doing. That means everyone, we're going to need everybody involved in this. Thank you, Abe. If, I guess it's just Abe and I. Anytime you enter into new territory and do new things, it's a change. It can be uncomfortable. But when, when Julie presented this to us uh, a, a month ago, and <clears throat> I just knew in my heart this was, was a God thing. In fact, um, Jasmine met Tim Tebow out in California, and I don't know if this was communicated, if he was sharing with her about this, but... Um, I can't think of a more wonderful thing to do. And so I'm just giving you a heads up. How many have been blessed this year? Why did he bless you? Why did he bless you financially? Why did he bless you in, in, in areas in your life? To be a blessing. That's what it's all about. And so I really believe this church next year is going to be a real blessing to our community. It might not be in ways other churches do it. doesn't make any difference. I just want to do it the Bible way. I have never been a self-promoter. And I probably could have promoted myself in this church for years through the arm of the flesh. But I said, I'll never do it because I'm not wired that way. All you have to do is do what God says to do, and God will take care of the promotion. So y'all awake. Heads up. Amen. Um, turn in your Bibles, please, to Isaiah 55. I've only told Julie that we're going to have to be careful. I, I don't want to get too big. 
and we have too many. We want to minister effectively. And so you need to understand every one of these special needs people is going to need a buddy or a budette for the night. And so you're going to have to be involved in some way. And we'll have different things to do. And it'll be a fun, rewarding evening. Now, we are going to start a new series. Aren't you glad? Aren't you sad? I don't know. Kenny, what are you moving in the back row for? You backslid? You're sitting with your buddy. Okay. Isaiah chapter 55. We're going to start a a series on seeking God. Everyone say seeking God. And so when I sit down and I, I study, I always ask myself specific questions because that's how we're going to go through this. But these are the questions I ask myself. When do you seek God? Why do you seek God? How do you seek God? And what do you seek from God? When do you seek God? Why do you seek God? How do you seek God? And what do you seek from God? And finally, what are the blessings of seeking God? And there are many. The blessings of seeking God. I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter 55. And this is the scripture in verse 6 that, that got me started. But I want to, I want to start with... Uh, chapter 55 and verse 1, and in my Bible, it's entitled, An Invitation to Abundant Life. An Invitation to Abundant Life. It says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul will live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I've given him as a witness to the people, a leader and a commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know and nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God. And the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be what? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Now, just to give you a little background, God is addressing the nation of Israel to separate themselves from Babylon. They are exiles on their way back home. And he wants them to separate themselves from that worldly influence. In fact, what's Babylon represent? The world. So this was written many, many years ago, and it sure applies to the church today. And he calls them to separate themselves from worldly influence, seek him, and repent of their sins. He then makes a covenant with them and promises to bring them restoration and success through the verity of his word or the truth of his word. And so this is an invitation going out to the nation of Israel, but this is an invitation going out to Harvest Church because the only thing that can satisfy is Jesus Christ. He's the way, he's the truth, he is the abundant life. And we need to seek after him. And I can't think of a better time in history 
for us as, a, as believers to seek after him. We're living in, in, in times of apostasy. People are leaving the church. People are in the church. They, you know, they're not really believing God or are looking to him. They're looking to the world. And so what I want to go on, we're going to ask ourselves the question, first this morning, when do you seek the Lord? When do you seek the Lord? In Isaiah 55, 6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Now, I want to look at three words here in that scripture. The first word is seek. In the Hebrew, it's D-A-R-A-S-H. And it, it, it's, it uh, emphasizes a special intensity. It literally means, and this is an interesting <clears throat> description or definition. This word in the Hebrew for seek means Literally, to beat a path or go over an area so often as to rub or wear away a recognizable path. To beat a path or go over an area so often as to rub or wear away a recognizable path. To seek God is to tread a path as a lifelong pursuit. And so, and I thought about this, trying to think of a good illustration this summer when I was riding my bike out on the dike one early evening in the summer, I was going down and going north, and I looked, and there were three animals just covered, or just, just really running across the bike path. And I looked at that, and I thought, what, what are those three animals? Well, I got up close, and I looked down, and they were raccoons. And I, I stood there, well, Caleb traps, so I'm interested, and I'm always thinking where to set a trap. And uh, uh, I got to looking, and I looked closer, and those raccoons had trod or beaten a path, just what I said, for so long from the woods up over the bike path, down the dike to the river. What were they going for? Food. See? And they were doing it on a, a consistent basis. And so as I was riding my bike even just a few days ago, I went to check, and, and I could see the path on the riverside, and I thought, there's got to be a path. And sure enough, I found out, I looked, and there was the path. You could see them coming where they came out of the woods. They'd been going, they'd worn down the grass. And uh, see, that's the, what this word means. So, and, and so many Christians are inconsistent in their spiritual walk. They, they don't spend time with God on a daily basis. They spend time with God when they need something from him. And you and I need to spend time just because we love God, we love Jesus, we love the Holy Spirit, where it becomes a consistent thing day by day by where you wear that path down and it's a recognizable path because you're going over it so much that's the way we as christians should live our lives that's what what it means literally to seek god now the word in the greek means this it's a fierce determination to have something or become something that's that is the world out there trying to accomplish that to be something or have something. It implies a constant and ar arduous seeking to obtain something, not just an occasional attempt. 
This person is straining forward with all his might. He's committed. He has a never-give-up attitude, and he'll not stop until he finally obtains what he deeply desires. There's, there's a show I watch. There's a few programs that I like, and I like you know, reality shows as far as with a history background. And there's, there's a, a show called The Curse of Oak Island. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I find that interesting because I've always been a treasure hunter. I'm an antiquer. You know, I, I do that on the side. I'm always looking for treasure. And these two brothers had been looking for, I think, 10 years. As little boys, they read about this, this treasure that was buried hundreds of years ago by pirates or the Knights Templar or whatever. And they have spent literally hundreds of thousands of dollars to find this treasure. They're still looking. They haven't given up. And you'll see them, and they'll have setbacks, and they'll get, they'll sit around the table, and they'll, what are we going to do now? What, you know, what are we going to pursue now? But they, they have never given up. And see, that's the way you and I need to be in our relationship with God. We love God so much. It's such a strong thing in us that we're going we're gonna to spend time with him and seek his face daily. Now listen, I said seek his what? Not his hand. Too many Christians are seeking his. Why? Because his hand represents something that we have need of. And we're real careful about, you know, we want to go to God when we have a serious need, a sickness, a disease, a problem with our relationships or kids or we need finances or whatever. Then we seek him. But ultimately, we're just seeking his hand and not his face. And I want us to see how important it is to seek the face of God and not his hand. The, the second word is found this in, the, in, in Hebrew, in 55, verse 6, Isaiah 55, 6. The word found is the word for discover or locate. This verse tells us to search for the Lord while he may, might be located, discovered, or found. The third word is near. This Hebrew word means nearby or in the neighborhood. I like this. The prophet Isaiah is urging Israel to call upon the Lord while he is in the neighborhood, while he is in the vicinity. There are times and seasons, have you ever noticed there are times and seasons that you can really sense the presence of God? That's when you really know and recognize he's in the neighborhood. And you, you better spend time with him and you better seek his face when you sense that because there are seasons like that. That's when we need to call upon him when he is close to us. Look at Hosea. Hosea. Hosea and look at chapter 10. Right after Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea. We're asking ourselves, when do we seek God? When do we seek God? Do you think today is a good day to seek God? Tomorrow is a good day to seek God? Every day is a day to seek God. In Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12, it says, Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground. Hard ground. 
For it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fellow ground, for it is time. Everyone say time. For it is time to seek the Lord, I'm telling you today, and I believe it's prophetic, it's time to seek the Lord. If you're not seeking the Lord, it's time now to begin seeking God. This word time in this verse has to do with an opportune time, the moment of truth, the best time. Have you ever heard this, the description, strike while the iron's hot? Well, that's what this word means. How many of you are old enough to remember hippies? Some of you are too young. I grew up in the 60s, and uh, we always had a few characters in my hometown you could qualify as hippies. In fact, there's still some old hippies out there, I think. They're still out there. But in the 1970s in, in San Francisco, the section of San Francisco called Haight-Ashbury. Have you ever heard of that, that area? There was a man, and you, I guess you could qualify him as a hippie and are a free spirit, and he wandered around San Francisco with a, a big band alarm clock strapped duct tape to his arm. It had no working parts, just the face of the 12, you know, uh, letters. And people would ask him, they'd go up to this old boy and this hippie, and they'd ask him, what time is it? What time is it? And, he, and he'd squint, and he'd look at that big band alarm clock with no working parts, and he'd go, right now, man, it's time, right now. Right now. I'm telling you, it's right now. A lot of us have distractions. And it's sad when you get to this time of year, we're distracted by the holiday. We need to be distracted by Jesus. So caught up seeking those things that are above, setting our affections on things above. It's time now to begin to seek God. If you have some situations and things you're going through that you don't like or you need some questions answered, you need wisdom from God, now's the time. Now's the time to begin seeking God. So what's the best time for you to seek God? Right now, man. Right now. Look at Romans 13, 11. I just want to stir you up. If you haven't been spending quality time with God, now's the time. Begin to do that. At the end of a year, it's a good time to begin seeking God with intensity for the new year. I'm, ex so, I'm so excited because sometimes I get to the end of a year and I'm not quite sure where God wants us to go. I'm totally, I, I know what God wants us to do next year. He wants us to be a blessing. There should be any doubt in your mind what God's called you to do in 2016. Now, I realize there's other things that apply to you individually that God will have you do. But corporately as a church, I'm telling you, that's what we're going to do. And we'll probably need money. Hey, that was a pretty good response. We're going to need your money. I've already prayed for you that you were blessed this year. Were you blessed? 
Sure, and God's not done blessing you. And so when I get up here and I ask you again, as I have in the past at times, when we need finances for, for a good reason, get ready. Blow off the dust, off the pocketbook and the billfold. Romans 13:11, all churches, preachers, all they want is money. Yeah, that's right. We want your money because we have a purpose. We have a vision. We have the kingdom of God. And God gives you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. Now, if Oak Island guys were standing on that scripture, they might find something. But guess what? They're not. Here, what time is it? It's now, it's the right time. And look at this in Romans thirteen eleven. It says, do this knowing the time. Do this what? Knowing the time. I already told you what time it is. That now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse one, it says, we then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says in an acceptable what time I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I've helped you behold. Now is the what accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Everyone say now is the time to seek the God, the Lord. Now's the time. Say it again. To seek the Lord. That's right. Psalm 27, 8. I'm going to read it to you. You don't need to turn there because I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified. David said this. He said, you have said, seek my face, inquire for and and require my presence as your vital need. My heart says to you, your face, your presence, Lord, will I seek, inquire for and require. David made it a choice of his will. I will seek your, what? Face. Not his hand, but his face. And that's what you and I need to do. I do want you to look at Psalm 63. Psalm 63. If you leave here today, all I want you to remember is one word. Everyone say one word. Now. Now. Not cow. Now. Now. You you got it. There you go. Are you related to them, the Shaners? Oh, those two. Okay. Okay. David said this. Oh, God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Everyone say, early will I seek you. Now, that word also implies earnestly. But in my Bible and other translations, it's, it's early. So that means don't put it off. First things first. First of your day is the best time to seek God. 
Amen? Look at Isaiah 26. I'm almost done. Isaiah 26. I'm giving you a workout today. Isaiah 26 and verse 9. He says, With my soul I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. By my spirit within me, I will seek you early. So when's the best time to seek God? Now. When's the best time to seek God? Early. Look at one more scripture, Psalm 77. Psalm 77, look at verse 1, what the psalmist says. Now listen, this scripture fits most believers. I cried out to God with my voice, to God with my voice, and he gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. In the day of what? My trouble. That's when most believers seek God. When they're in trouble, when their fat's in the fire. And there's nothing wrong with that. The psalmist says he cried out to God with his voice, and he gave ear to me. So thank God, even when we call out to him in our trouble, he hears us. But how about calling out to God when we're not in trouble? How about going to God just, you know, what we sang. Jesus, would you go up there, please? And uh, when we sang, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I, oh, no, I need this, Jesus. I've got to have this. If you don't move in a miraculous way, I'm in trouble. And, and please don't get me wrong. If you are in trouble, cry out to God. But why can't you call out to God when you're not in trouble? The Father's heart desires you to call out to him just because you love him, just because you want to spend time with him, not ask him for anything, but just say, Lord, I'm here today to seek your face. Now's the time. Just because I love you, Jesus, I'm taking the next few minutes out of my busy day to worship you. Don't wait for trouble to come along before you call upon God. When do you seek God? Now. When do you seek God? First thing. When do you seek God? Early. That wasn't too hard today, was it? Too hard to understand? Let's stand to our feet.